Welcome to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined, and dedicated to silencing the chatter about what women should and shouldn't be doing as they age. Here to bring you stories about women in their 70s, 80s, and 90s, women who are leading inspiring lives that make a difference to themselves and others, are Catherine Marino and Gail Zalitsky. Hi, I'm Gail. And I'm Catherine. We are the active voice of Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. Welcome to our weekly podcast. Our mission is to showcase vital women between the ages of 70 to 100 plus who shatter the myth that we become irrelevant as we age. These women lead fulfilling lives for themselves and others. Visit our website, womenover70.com, where you can access all the episodes. We also invite you to join our monthly podcast club, And we welcome speaking to your organization or group on Aging Reimagined. If Women Aging is a market for you would like to reach, consider sponsoring an episode. Finally, if you are an author with a book about women, check out our book promotion opportunity. So today we're really excited to bring to Women Over 70, Wilma Jenkins. Hello, Wilma. Hello, glad to be here. (laughs) Thank you. We're very happy to have you here, too. Wilma is 82, and she lives in Atlanta, Georgia. Another guest that you've not yet had the pleasure of hearing, listeners, is Cheryl Woodson, and Cheryl introduced us. A community health educator, the matriarch of an amazing family, Wilma agitates, inspires, and encourages everyone who comes into her path. At 82, she insists that we call her old. Wilma believes that when we say 82 years young, we invalidate all the wisdom older adults have amassed over the years. She proudly claims the word old. Her career began after she received her GED with Ma Bell, Bell Atlantic. At 54, she retired with a huge buyout. Wilma was a model, owned her own business, and at 70, worked as an office manager in insurance. Wilma prefers living alone with her favorite companions, her cats. So again, Wilma, it's a pleasure to welcome you to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. So, yeah, I mean, you've, you've had such an interesting life. And I know it can't always have been easy, but you have this most positive attitude. It came across clearly when we were talking on the phone together. And and I love how you say that you proudly proclaim the word old. T- start by telling us a little bit about what you loved about working, modeling, and olding, owning your own business. Well, um, after I retired, you know I had to find something to do. One just doesn't sit down and twiddle their thumbs. Um, <laughs> So I thought about um, the things that I enjoyed doing. And so I decided to um, set up a business. I called it Ms. Friday Services. And what I did was desktop publishing. I um, printed business cards for people. I also ran errands. And one of my very favorite things was I used to be a driver for one of my um, neighbors who couldn't drive anymore and so i would take her around especially to visit her um aunts who were then in a um assisted living facility 
So that was great. And I also, um, as a result of being Ms. Spivey Services, the church I was going to asked me to be responsible for printing the things that they needed, like the bulletins, the church bulletins, the um, labels for the tape ministry. And I made a couple of booklets that uh, we that I sold for them. And also, <laughs> the pastor hired me when he found out that I knew how to organize things. Um, because I had spoken about something that we did when I was with Marvell. We used to manage by objectives, MBO. Oh, yes. <laughs> I know that well. <laughs> and so the pastor there said, oh, that's interesting. We're going to do ministry by objectives, Sister Jenkins, and I'm putting you in charge. So that was that was a wonderful part of my life as well. What did that mean exactly, Wilma? What did what did you do at as in the ministry that way? Well, I would have um, meetings with the ministry leaders, and I would teach them what MBO meant. We will have goals, objectives. We will have. Um, celebrations when we had uh, uh, results from the objectives that we had set. And so all of the ministries there then began to operate uh, along those lines. And I have to tell you that when I joined the church, um, membership was at double digits. And when I left the church, it was at triple digits. Mm. Almost, wow! <laughs> almost up into the thousands. That's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think that happened? What What do you think you were doing that others were not? That you know, why had it stayed at double digits and then and then it grew to triple digits? I think that we all got on the same page. And understood that to make anything successful, it has to be organized. And that we all had to be working toward the same objectives. And uh, it was great to see that happening, just as I had seen it happening in the phone company. Everybody on the same page, working toward the same objectives. I mean, you can't beat that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes a big difference. Yes, it does. Can I ask a question? Um, you you worked with Ma at, with Ma Bell, but when, when Gail introduced you, you, she said you're a community health educator. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um after some years uh, after I had moved here to Georgia, again, I, I began trying to figure out, okay, who am I going to be next? I found out that I could volunteer for the, um, um, the Atlanta uh, Regional Commission mm. here in uh, Georgia. And they, are they were responsible for all kinds of things having to do with growth and development here in Atlanta. The area that I volunteered with was called 
um, RSVP, Retired Seniors Volunteer Program. Mm. And what we would do is go out into the community upon request and teach seniors all about different subjects. For example, uh, how to manage your medication, um, keeping yourself safe from scams, uh, healthy sexuality as we age, subjects like that. There are about 10 or 12 of them now that I have been trained on and trained to deliver. And, um, oh man, I just love doing that. When COVID came around and decided for us that we would not be going out and doing these things um, in person, then RSVP started to film some things and uh, allow those film things to be shown. I'm not participated in, participating in that though because I like I like the actual interaction with people. Mm -hmm. Yes, you said that you had you loved your companions who were cats. <laughs> How many cats did you have at one time? And, and tell us a little bit about them. Yes, my cats. Well, now I probably have upwards of 100. And you must know that they are not real. They are not actual <laughs> running around cats. <laughs> because... My daughter and uh, my oldest grandson are allergic to them. But everybody knows that I love cats. And so uh, when somebody thinks about getting Wilma a present, it will be a cat. <laughs> Either a statue or a photo. Or when I went to uh, Belgium, I got um, a, a cat uh, woven out of Belgian lace. And I that frame. Mm. Mm. So yes, I have lots and lots of cats. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified wow. that. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, these are the best kind because I don't have to feed them and I don't have to empty the litter box. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So how? where do you keep all these cats? Well, <laughs> that's a good question. They are everywhere. They are on just about every surface in my home. And it got to the point where I had to tell everybody, okay, no more cats. Please, no more cats. <laughs> I, I have a friend who collected pigs. And, and so they, they must have had, I don't know, close to a thousand ah. pigs that were from very expensive to you know not expensive you know t 10 cents and and they had these cats all over their house everywhere you look there were cats even in the at uh, pigs i'm sorry even <laughs> pigs even in the bathroom <laughs> there there was a whole shelf of pigs <laughs> but she loved them just like you love your oh, cats yes i can i can certainly relate I can certainly relate. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about why you're considered the matriarch of your family. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. 
tell us a little bit about why you considered you are considered the matriarch of your family? Well, I do have I have three children. I have three grandsons. I have a um, grand dog, and I have a great grand dog. And uh, I am the third um, youngest of my mother's remaining children. Mm. So um, my family and I get together on Zoom calls every Sunday, and I'm the oldest one that's on there. My other two uh, sisters, the one that's younger than I am and one that's older, Sometimes they attend, but most times they're not. So I'm the oldest, so I get to talk the most. <laughs> <laughs> that seems fair. Yes. <laughs> yes. Gail said that you, um, she said, Wilma agitates, inspires, and encourages everyone who comes into her path. But tell us about the agitate. Um, Yes. <laughs> um, one of my spiritual gifts is that of teaching, and the other is that of encouragement. So um, when I see somebody who is afraid to take that next step, um, I'm, I'm pretty good at encouraging them. Um, by sharing something that has happened to me when I got scared to take that next step and the results of actually taking it. So um, I call it encouraging rather than agitating. Although, okay. uh, I can be, I can do that too. <laughs> you can agitate too. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that you say that you proudly that you proudly claim the word old. I oh, love it. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And so how is it you think about ageism and, and how our society sometimes looks upon us? And, and um, I, I, you know, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, one of the things that um, RSVP did a couple of years ago was they had uh, conferences on ageism, and they took the form of a meeting for dinner to talk about um, being old. And so sitting around the table, um, the, the uh, facilitator would start off with the question, what do you think of when you think of old? And then they would go around the, around the circle and people would come out with terms like decrepit and useless and yada yada like that. And so when they would get to me, I would start out with, hmm, old. Well, I think of me. I think of energetic. I think of molecule, and I'll come up with all of these positive words. And it got people around the table to be thinking about that. So as we got into the, uh, the rest of the discussion, many people would say, hmm, I hadn't thought about that before. Oh, yeah, well, maybe, 
maybe we shouldn't be thinking about old people as useless. So wherever I am, whenever I'm in a group and somebody starts to talk about age, I go, yes, I'm old, say it loud, I'm old and I'm proud. And you know, we, we can have a discussion about what it's like to be old, <laughs> at least for me anyway. Uh-huh, yeah. Coming out with the real issues. Yeah, yeah. What What are some of the issues for you? Well, I also have a, a, a feather in my bonnet for being one who speaks out a, a, against um, a systemic racism. Mm -hmm. And uh, but whenever I get an opportunity, I do have something to say about, oh, yeah, well, we are just alike in that area. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I think. You know, um, something <laughs> to show that, hey, folks, those people of color that you're looking at are not that different from you. Mm-hmm. Yes. I wanted to ask you, you um, you said you got your GED. I know we're going way back again. Yeah. But if you don't want to talk about this, just tell me. But was there a reason why you did not graduate uh, and had to get your GED? Yes, I can tell you about that. Um, my mother um, had eight children. And my father died when I was about seven years old. So... She raised us alone, and we were in a slum. And um, most of my um, siblings, I only had two brothers. So mm -hmm. you got all these girls in the house and no man. And so I didn't, didn't understand the differences. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> About, um, you know, girls and boys. So... Make a long story short, before I was um, 19 years old, I had three children out of wedlock. And um, uh, after I met Harry Jenkins and we got married, I could then go back to school and get my GED. Before then, I was trying to work however I could just to feed my, my babies. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. How old were you when you went back? Uh, I must have been 22. 22. Yeah. Was that common in your area where you yes, grew up? Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. There were a mm -hmm. lot of uh, um, children. I called them children because they were in their teens in my class. <laughs> so I got to mother some of them as well. <laughs> that was interesting. Yes, yes. Yeah. Have you seen much change from then till now? Is there hope? Is there Yes. There is indeed hope. I see lots of change. It just takes so long to happen. I see lots of change mm. and I remember um that uh, most of the change that I've experienced has been in 
my neighborhoods, my areas of, of moving around, you know. It's like um, people of color have woken up and determined that, hey, wait a minute. I can do a whole lot more than I've, I've been doing. And they are doing it. So it's not like we're, we're waiting so much for the rest of the world to become knowledgeable about what is fair and good. And we've had lots of good leaders over my lifetime and for the past 400 years. So yes, mm -hmm. change is taking place. It's, it's taken a while, but um, I love to see how far we've come. It's just that I know we have so, so much farther to go. Mm hmm. Yes. So we talked about options um, and living alone. And you've chosen to live alone now for a long time. Yes. Yes. And, and can you talk about that a little bit? What? Why have you chosen to live alone? And, and how is that for you? And why do you like sure. it? Um, I my I, before I moved here to Atlanta, I had divorced my husband, and we had been divorced for about three or four years. Um, so I, I had lived um, almost alone then. At the time, I was taking care of my number one grandson um, while my oldest daughter, Joy, went back to school. She went back to college. And so I was taking care of Jamal. So Jamal and I moved here to Atlanta because Joy was going to come to um, um, the medical school here and to Emory Hospital to do her residency. So I enjoyed just having me and Jamal. I mean, we could do anything that we wanted to do whenever we wanted to do it, et cetera. And yes. then after his mom graduated and uh, Jamal went to live with her, then I had all of the house to myself. And this was the first time in ever <laughs> that I had <laughs> ever lived alone. And I, it just, I just learned to love it. I truly love it. Yeah. I, am a, I am an introvert. I'm an off-the-chart introvert. So I love spending time with myself. I am a big time reader. Reader, I'm in three book clubs. Um, I like to go. I like to go to clubs, but I like to go by myself. Um, I just enjoy my company. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, I would love to have a um, friendship. Um, a loving friendship, loving relationship with a man, um, mm -hmm. but he would have to live across town. <laughs> My kind of woman. Sounds perfect. <laughs> well, Wilma, thank you so much for sharing your life with us, you know, and, and, um, and it, it can't have been easy with uh, racism all around you and, and all, but you have such a beautiful way of living your life and sharing your feelings that 
I know our listeners are going to adore listening to this episode. So thank you very much. Thank you so much for letting me um, run off at the mouth. I really appreciate it. (laughs) It was our pleasure. Listeners, please subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Become an active participant in our community through our Facebook group. And no matter your age, participate in our monthly Zoom gatherings. You'll find everything you need to know about our Women Over 70 community on womenover70.com. And we'll see you next Wednesday. Thank you for listening to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. If you like what you've heard today, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. In what ways are you shattering the myths that women over 70 are no longer relevant or visible? How are you celebrating aging? Join with us. Make your voice heard. Find us at womenover70.com.